Mike, if I were to tell you that there was a scientific genius, one of the top people in his field, and then he receives brain damage and gets fused with some sort of equipment, what do you think would happen next? I think he'd go on a mad scientist, supervillain bender. <laughs> right? Like every time. Every, <laughs> every time. time. Yeah. It, it feels like, like hey, we, we know that anytime someone's super intelligent, they are at risk of becoming a, a, like a, a dastardly villain. Um, That's right. And I think what happened in this particular case is Dr. Uh, Otto Octavius, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Octavius um, had some, some some fairly massive brain damage from radiation exposure. Um, but th- that radiation exposure not only damaged his brain, but also fused his um, the, uh, these mechanical arms into his body and allowed him to control them mentally. Yeah, it's just like, it, it makes me think of whenever I use super strong glue, I'm afraid of, you know, fusing my fingers together or something and here this guy has metal tentacled arms fused to his body which is wild and i i don't know does it make it better that he can control them tele, tele telepathically or, or mentally or not i don't know if you call it telepathically it like, like if, if, hey if i can I, I control my hand telepathically i guess too yeah, that's right it's, it's not really <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't we call it that we just call it moving our hand and i think he has the same ability to move these tentacles as you and i control our bodies that's right. Okay, so so he's controlling. So I don't know, but I don't know if that makes it any better. I'd rather, all things being equal, I'd rather not have metal fused with my body. But that's what he has. So is it? I don't know if he. So the reporting is that he has brain damage, and also I think he'd be well. It, it'd be be under, understandable if he's suffering some kind of, um, uh, you know, psychological impact of having you know having these things attached to his body. But, I would think so. Like, I feel like this guy was at risk of becoming a supervillain before the brain damage, before the things refused to his body. I think now that he has these super strong tentacles, it just puts him in that class of people that want to take advantage of the rest of the world. Yeah, and, and to be clear, this is our, our theory based on the empirical evidence that um, a lot of uh, super smart uh, scientists have, have been breaking bad. So, you know, first, first among them being uh, Bentley Whitman, the wizard. Uh, who's, a, who's a classic example where, where he was just trying to, like he just went from being uh, uh, one of the leaders of the, of, of the world uh, uh, and most one of the more successful individuals we've ever produced to just deciding to pick fights with the human torch. Yeah, but, um, but also also the thinker, also Egghead, and, yeah. and, now, and now Otto Octavius. Yeah, no, the, 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 there's a pretty clear line, it seems, between high intelligence, high achievers, and uh, potential for supervillainy in this world of of uh, augmented and superpowered humans, and um, you think, as we we've said before, you you think that there might be some kind of, uh, um, I guess, observation or some kind of like not surveillance, but the, the government might be keeping tabs on these super on these super intelligent individuals because uh, when they break bad, they there there's serious consequences. Like here, um, Octavius took over the research facility that he was he was working at. And, by all... well, and not just not just any research facility. It was an atomic atomic plant. Like he, he had control right. over atomic plant, and and very easily to do significant damage uh, to to the to the to like the east, eastern seaboard if he chose to. Yeah, and we don't. We still don't. I don't. I still don't think we know exactly what his plan was there, but it, it didn't seem, seem to be very good. So um, you'd think that there would be some kind of uh, supervision, I suppose, of these um, these these uh, highly intelligent individuals without. You know, turn this into a police state, which you know I I, I find uh, 
uh, morally aberrant. I, I, um, I, hey, I'll get you to believe in the police state sooner or later, Mike. I think that, that the, the non-police state is really nice if you're living in a nice, safe world. But as we have more and more of these super scientists um, uh, threatening to destroy our, our, our entire civilization, I, I think we need to do, start doing something. And I think what was... What was not uh, a police state, though. Maybe I shouldn't use that term. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll, I we'll, we'll come up with some better branding for right. you, but but <laughs> but we still need to we still need to monitor these people, and especially in this case. So after he takes over the plant, the governor asked the Fantastic Four to step in and take him out, which I feel like that's kind of what we've been asking the Fantastic Four to do. Like we they they get a lot of latitude, but in exchange, when aliens invade or superpowered individuals. Uh, do something to threaten our society. That's when we need their help to step up, step it up. Um, and they basically gave uh, gave the governor the finger. Yeah, <laughs> we're busy, buddy. And you're thinking, but but I guess there there might be there's a few things happening. One is we may not know that there might be other problems that require their attention, right? Like it may very well be that that they have prevented another alien invasion or an underseas invasion of of, uh, of North America. Or that there is some kind of interdimensional problem. I mean, we just don't know. Well, well, um, hold on a second. We we kind of do know. Like we we don't know what Reed and Sue and Ben were doing, oh, but know we know exactly what Johnny was doing. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, they were they were too busy to take on uh, uh, Doctor Octavius, but he decided to go and do like a, I don't know what, a motivational speech at a local high school. Ed, children of the children of the future, Ed. And uh, <laughs> no, I, it's uh, yeah, uh, you, you think that. While this is going on, while Octavius had taken over at the atomic research facility, um, the torch could have gone there, maybe and investigated rather than just talk to Midtown High students in Queens, New York. But yeah, yeah he was teaching them <sighs> math with fire. Like, come on now, <laughs> th- 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 this this is the thing that you're like. like uh, was Sue? Like, I don't know. Going to talk to Hollywood was did the thing want to go back and do some more wrestling? Um, like, it feels like they, if they need they need to we need to figure out if we can tr- count on them when things like this happen and, and they were very they very much let us down in this particular case so what what are the consequences of that then like do we just say we just we were just we're fortunate because we have been fortunate to have them around but we're fortunate when they decide that it's a significant enough, enough emergency to help out or is it that um we just uh stop paying attention to them stop expecting them to do anything I don't know. Hey, they, they were they were very useful when the the Atlanteans invaded New York. They were the ones that were able to step up and, and like repel, um, like, repel like, an invasion by another sovereign nation. Um, but again, less useful in this particular case when our atomic plants were at stra- at, at, at stake. Well, maybe we had to we did look into how the impact of 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 um, say superpowered heroics, right? I mean, maybe there's there's you you know you have a hard day at work. You have a hard week at work. Uh, the last thing you want is another, say, massive project, right? Or, or just, or, or just to bounce into into an, another one. Maybe you just want to take a break and do a motivational speech at a school, or, <laughs> or, or just, or just like do nothing. And and maybe it's just that they looked at it, they thought, maybe. Okay, here's my theory. Maybe um, Reed Richards is obviously one of the world's geniuses. Octavius is one of the world's geniuses. He knew that this guy was never going to truly be a, a significant threat. He knew that this guy would either flame out or wouldn't go as far as uh, he did. And maybe he was monitoring it too and just decided, you know what, this doesn't need us at all. And what we need is a break. Let's go for a swim down at the, at the lake. You know, like maybe <laughs> there's something, because I, I don't think that 
I, I think it's fair to say that, and I've been quite critical of these people. I don't think that they are, um, uh, what's the word? Like they're lazy. I don't think they're lazy. And I don't think that they are, um, that I think that they do appreciate their role that they're playing in our society. So it just, it, it would strike me as being odd. They just kind of shrug their shoulders and just didn't want to do it. Like, so I guess what I'm trying to say is either there's something, there's something we don't know that's, that's serious, it's happening. And, uh, or they just didn't see it as a big threat. And the fact that their youngest uh, member, the teenager was, you know, taking a break, talking to school probably isn't de determinative of what they really were planning. Well, hey, really he, at the, at the here, time. here, here is a theory. Here's a theory. So we, we know the problem was solved. We, we know that Octavius was, uh, was taken down and he's in custody now. And he was taken down by Spider-Man. We also right. know that there's been rumors for months now that Spider-Man is auditioning to be part of the Fantastic Four. How? Here's a scenario. Imagine this is happening in the background. This thing happens. The governor asks the Fantastic Four to deal with it. The Fantastic Four looks at it and says, like, hey, this guy's just not, they're not... He's not a big deal. It's not like he's an alien invasion. Um, he's just one, one, one crazy scientist with, like, some metal arms. They call up Spider-Man and say, hey, you still want to be part of our team? Why don't you, well, let's see what you can do. Let's see if you can go take this guy on. And Spider-Man goes and takes him on and cleans up the mess. So it's a trial run. Yeah, we, we, we talked about the, the kind of audition that happened, um, what was that, last month with, uh, with, with uh, Spider-Man and the Torch. Maybe this is another audition. This is another t a time where they, they, they needed to see what Spider-Man was capable of before he's like given full membership. I can see that. And so then they're just keeping, a, they, maybe they, they kept an eye on it at a distance and just figured... Um, a, if he proves himself worthy, then he might, you know, might give him a shot. And B, they're, they're sort of contracting out the work. So maybe this is what maybe this is the future <laughs> of superheroes. <It's> subcontracting. <laughs> yeah, they subcontract out the work. Now it would only you'd think that they might come forward and say, "Congratulations, Spider-Man, you did it with our guidance." <laughs> well, maybe, but again, maybe they don't. They don't want to do that, right? They, they they're keeping all these mechanisms happening behind the scenes. So I think it is kind of poor taste when the governor calls them up and asks for help and they say, yeah, no problem. We'll get to it. And then they get like a B list superhero to go take care of it for them. Um, no, 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 nobody wants to be like, uh, it, it's offensive to the governor probably. Yeah. And so, so maybe you're right. Just like it was on the QT. It was a matter of like, uh, Spider-Man can handle this. This is, this is just auto Octavius. He's got some special arms and just, Go there and take him out. You know, right. it's, go it's, there not and... it's not an army of people. It's one guy. It's one guy. Yeah. And then and Fantastic Four are kind of like, you know what? Just last week, we defeated a freaking army from below <laughs> the seas. So, you know, we are dealing with that kind of level of stuff. And you, on the other hand, are going to deal with a middle-aged scientist that has uh, metal attached to his body. That's it. That's your, that's, that's your, that's your, your sweet spot there, Spider-Man. Go take care of it. Yeah. And, and, and meanwhile, it improves Spider-Man's PR, right? So he... He gets he, he gets a nice little like a shot in the arm for solving uh, a pretty serious problem. And he's getting credit for it. It's not like it's not like some bank robber or some thug on the street. He's dealing with like a real genuine threat to the eastern seaboard. That's right. And so which is which he needs to do more of, because as we said before, like when we're questioning, why is it that Spider-Man um, has such a negative reaction amongst people and and others don't? Well, it's because he's wearing a mask and he's attacking it. You know, unless you know the whole story, he's attacking random people in the street that he thinks are committing crimes. Whereas here, this is objectively a big deal. He's Octavius is objectively doing something bad, and the average person is not going to relate to that. Relate to, to Octavius, he's not. They're not going to think that this could have happened to me. Spider-Man could attack me in the street. They're not thinking that. They're like, 
thank God Spider-Man is there to take down that weirdo with the arms. Yeah, the, the, the more and more, the more we talk about this, the more this makes sense to me. That hey, mm-hmm. that that we needed help. The Fantastic Four think this whole thing is beneath them. For Spider-Man, it's a big win. If Fantastic Four had done this, it would hardly even make the news. But the fact that Spider-Man did it, it makes it's a big deal for Spider-Man. And so it's kind of a win-win-win for everybody. I think so. I think so. And so, I mean, maybe this is the future of of, um, of dealing with superpowered threats, right? Where there'll be some kind of like priority system about, well, this is you know, I'm a I'm a level, you're level gold, you're level silver, you're level platinum, you know, type of threat level kind of thing. Um, There's probably yeah. a better system than I described. I don't want to be giving these, these these villains gold medals for uh, for achieving no. certain targets. Let, let, let's let's not create a let's not gamify the world of supervillainy in order for the people to move up the ranks. Oh, you know what? The wrong superhero took me on. I was trying. I, I was going for a silver hero this time. Man, I was almost a platinum. Damn it! And then, or darn it! And then came uh, who's well actually no we're not and we're not the business either of ranking the heroes either we're just glad that they're doing the, the good work that they're doing sometimes. Yeah.